Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's the 26th annual Cardinals Care Winter Warm-Up. Swing and a fly ball to right field. In comes Donovan on the move, and he makes the play. A diving play and right by Donovan. King of OX is Cardinals Radio. We continue to broadcast live from Cardinals Nation Restaurant and Bar inside of Ballpark Village, site of the 26th winter warm-up. It has been away from the last uh, three years, two years due to COVID, and then last year due to uh, the labor negotiation, the unrest, the not, uh, lack of labor peace, whatever term you want to use. But we are, uh, we're back. We're back with winter warm-up, and we're very glad to be here. If you're just now joining us, a couple things for you. First off, uh, we will not have you for the full hour this hour. We're going to get out of here a little early to uh, make way for St. Louis University Billikens basketball. Bob Ramsey and Earl Austin Jr. have the call of the game, and uh, that is going to be a 3 o'clock tip, 2.47 for pregame as they match up against George Washington looking for their third straight victory. Second thing, if you're just now joining us, and you miss some things, well, you can relive any of the interviews that we have done so far. This is who has joined us on the program so far today. James Nail, Jake Walsh, Matthew Libertor, Chris Stratton, Jordan Hicks, Alec Burleson, JoJo Romero, Andrew Kisner, Tommy Edmond, Tyler O'Neill, and Nolan Gorman. All of those interviews, uh, if they're not already, will be available in the Cardinals at Conversations podcast feed. Uh, so you can check that out at KMOX.com or by going to the Odyssey app. And we will be uh, continuing to put all of our player interviews in the Cardinals Conversations podcast feed. Uh, that includes tomorrow and also uh, coming up on Monday as uh, we will be out here for uh, that entire uh, time. It's going to be a lot. So pretty much... If they're a Cardinal, you're going to be able to hear them here on KMOX at some point. Uh, if you haven't already heard them today, at some point over the next couple days. Before we got on the air today, got the chance to uh, talk with uh, a couple pitchers in Dakota Hudson and Stephen Matz and want to uh, play those interviews uh, for you. Uh, let's go ahead and start with uh, Dakota Hudson. Got the chance to talk with him uh, earlier this morning. And the first thing I talked to him about it was just how nice it was to be uh, back here and back doing winter warm-up. Yeah, it's been a couple of years. Uh, we had a, actually had our second son last time we were supposed to be out in uh, 20. And I guess now that I'm getting back out here, seeing all the fans heat up, it's a lot of fun. As a player, 
how much do you appreciate just the fact that this is an organization that can run a three-day event and there's fans everywhere? I mean, Cardinals baseball means so much to so many people. Yeah, the Cardinals nation, I mean, it's it's huge. Um, you see the fans come out, the excitement. I think uh, all, us as players, we go through an off-season of working out, so we show up here at this caravan. It's just exciting to to feel the energy and know that it's right around the corner. Does Is this kind of the, the end of the off-season and the start of the season from a mental standpoint? Yeah, it's like put your last few touch-ups on you know, your off-season work coming into this uh, next next month or so. Um, but it's uh, it's it's here. It's right around the corner. Take me through your off-season. The season comes to an end. What does that next few months look like for you? Um, well, I kind of dove into some uh, analytical stuff and uh, breaking down how the year went. Um, took some time to kind of just make sure I was fully healthy uh, coming out of that season. Um, we actually had our, our third son uh, in, in November, so my family's growing. Um, so we, we've been we've been pretty busy, but also um, taking some time. And I've been working with uh, Dusty uh, this off season, and uh, also Wes Johnson um, down in Florida, and uh, really taking some time to build my craft. How much sleep have you been getting? A lot, a lot. <laughs> I, my wife's a trooper. I can't tell That's you. Awesome. Like she does, uh, she's she's uh, holding the weight and uh, keeping keeping me fresh and everything. So I'm I'm pretty well rested. You mentioned going through all the analytical stuff. Did you learn anything about yourself in the offseason? Uh, yeah, I mean, you. I guess I've been going through uh, my career so far, just uh, trusting what I felt. And, uh, you know, this offseason I learned, um, you know, how I throw and dominate the baseball. So about manipulating pitches and finding consistency and just smaller cues to kind of keep myself within uh, what I do well. What's the mindset going into spring where – Right now, if everybody's healthy, the organization kind of talks about you as being the sixth guy, and I know that can't be your attitude going into spring. Yeah, I mean, uh, it is what it is. There's there's a lot of great arms in our organization, but all I see is an opportunity in front of me that uh, I'm looking to looking to capitalize on. You know, every time you get a chance to get out there in a major league uniform, there's a chance to make the team. So uh, I'm going to go out there and make my best pitches, and that's all I can really do. Be honest. Are you sick of people talking about the pitch clock and your pace and stuff like that? Because it seems like that's something that comes up a lot. Yeah, um, pitch clock, I think, is uh, I've, I've thrown with it a few times last year. I think it's going to be it'll be good for pace and pickup. And, but I mean, quality of pitch is uh, you run the game out there. So the pitch clock will be a, a factor for sure. But I've been working with Miles throughout this offseason. He's down in Jupiter where I've been living. Um, so there's been a lot of things I've been touching up. So I don't think that's going to be a problem. Is it the pitch clock or is it another rule change that you think is going to have the biggest impact on the game? Um, I think the pitch clock, will, you'll see a lot of early adjustments with guys, but I think once it kind of settles in, I don't think it'll be a big deal. With the shift going away, is that odd from a game planning standpoint? Because as a pitcher, you know your infielders were set up in a, in a certain way to give you the best possibility to get an out, and now maybe that's not always going to be the case. Yeah, I think, um, I think if you look at it, though, you make a good pitch, you, they usually hit it you know, where the shift is is not. So, I mean, the, the, the guys who are making more quality pitches will get more outs, and uh, that's I think that's going to how it's going to level out a little bit. Um, but it's definitely going to be odd looking over and not having three guys on the right side or a guy almost in the outfield um, since that's been such a prevalent thing in our game the last couple of years. Continue to be joined by Dakota Hudson. Just a few more questions for him. You mentioned Dusty Blake, uh, a pitching coach change, although this is somebody who's already been around. He's just moving into that top spot. Are you excited to be able to, to work with him? He's the guy who's going to be making the mound visits, things like that? Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, um, him and uh, Maddox had a, a good working relationship last year, so um, it'll be just interesting to see the turnover and what he kind of brings to it that'll be different from uh, Maddox. And um, So it'll be interesting to see, but I'm, I'm excited about it. 
Dusty is known as a guy that's really good with the numbers, the analytics, and everything. You've already mentioned uh, that. Is that do you do you embrace that? Do you like that part of the game? Yeah, I think uh, I think the more I've known about it and the more I've learned about it, especially through this off season, I think the more it'll be able to help me. Um, I think pri- uh, previously to, I guess the last year and a half and speaking with him a lot last year I, I learned a lot from him throughout the season and then I've uh, been able to take this offseason seriously I think it'll be a good part of the game if I was in your spot and clearly I'm not I wouldn't be most challenged by the amount of information that's being thrown at me and what information to use and what to just throw in the trash is that something you try you struggle with yeah I mean that that was the case uh, when I didn't really know what I was hearing mm-hmm. but uh, now that I'm kind of settling in and, and learning about that stuff it's it's easier to kind of take what you need and, and then use use what you need and get rid of the rest so I, it's definitely that fine line of uh, you know give and take so take me through this weekend pitchers and catchers reporting in about a month what does this next month look like for you luckily you live pretty close to the jupiter complex yeah right now it's just uh building up pitch count getting some good lifts in uh building some more endurance uh with my with my pitching um and was uh dakota hudson joining us here on uh the on the program just a little while ago got the chance to uh record that uh, earlier today and uh yeah that's uh a couple things kind of stick out to me uh, about what he had to say first off like his role on the team because we referenced it he's kind of considered that number six starter now you never go into spring with just five guys because something always ends up happening. Most teams are going to start 10 or more pitchers during the course of a, of a 162-game season. So you need more pitching uh, than, than what you actually need in the rotation. So that's, that's kind of the first thing. He's going to get opportunities. Um, the other thing, and we could probably say this, with it's interesting to think about Matthew Libertor and Dakota Hudson and the impact that these guys can have. And there's so much starting pitching. How much of it is that like high level? We've discussed Jack Flaherty and whether or not he's going to be uh, back to what he was when he was healthy going a, a few years back. But there are other guys who can contribute to victories and guys who can take steps forward. And when you look at the candidates for taking big steps forward in the rotation, I think the two guys that I just mentioned are the guys that you look at. And many times it was frustrating to watch Dakota Hudson pitch pitch last year, but he went through what went wrong, and his goal was to correct that during the course of this uh, of this off season. The question is, was he able to do that or not? And then Matthew Glebertor, just as a as a young guy, I mean, he was a. It's really interesting to me how much we were talking about him last year and how, in many ways, we're not talking about him much uh, this year, even though he still uh, certainly has a future and a bright future with the organization. We are going to stick with starting pitching. We will take another break, and when we come back, we're set to be joined by uh, Stephen Matz. He's another big key. You know, I think about uh, going down the stretch of the season. Uh, where would have he slotted into the postseason rotation had uh, he been healthy? He was not healthy at the end of the season. Instead, he was used out of the bullpen. But at his best, uh, he is somebody who's right there near the top of the rotation. I uh, got the chance to talk with Stephen Matz earlier today. I'll replay that conversation coming up in just a moment or so. We are continuing with a special winter warm-up edition of Sports Open Line right here 
on KMOX. You know, I'm feeling really good. I'm really happy with where I'm at now. It definitely gave me a different approach to the offseason this year with how last year went, and I think it's going to uh, pay dividends. So I'm excited with where I'm at now. When you talk about that different approach, what did that look like? Well, typically when I get in the offseason, I'm trying to, you know, make gains right away, get in the gym and get training and get throwing and everything. And then, you know, this year I realized, hey, I just got to really be healthy. I just got to have, you know, work out and train for my body to just support the season. And so uh, that was a little bit of a different approach. Um, and so I think I'm, I'm feeling really good and I'm happy with where I'm at. Is that hard to do? Because as an athlete, your first thought most of the time is probably to go, 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 go. And sometimes it's good to take that foot off the pedal a little. Definitely, yeah. There, there's a little bit of uh, anxiety in there when you're like, man, I need to be doing this and that. And then, uh, you know, you, you realize, hey, I've done this for a long time and, and done the same thing. And now I, I really just need to work on, you know, getting everything feeling good. And, and like I said, just kind of training to support the season instead of trying to make gains every year. Correct me if I'm wrong, this because it hasn't been on going on for the last few years, this will be your first Cardinals winter warm-up, right? Yeah, this is. What's th a three-day event, fans, obviously Cardinals fans are very passionate about the team. As a player, is it cool to be part of an event like this? Yeah, definitely. You know, um, I didn't really know what to expect. I still don't really know what to expect. Um, but, you know, as I was walking across into Ballpark Village and sitting in the restaurant overlooking the stadium, it just, it really does. It gets me excited for the season, and uh, I'm sure it gets the fans excited as well. I've talked to a lot of players. It seems like there's more appreciation for fans now than, say, before the pandemic because of everything that went on. Is that a, is that a correct assessment? Definitely, definitely. You know, last year being, uh, you know, first year in St. Louis, and seeing, I mean, it was like a sellout every game. It was incredible. And uh, that just, it just energizes you. It motivates you. And uh, just, it does give you appreciation to be able to do what we can do. Do you take much time to kind of reflect? Because last year there was so much going on, whether it was Pools, Molina, the Wainwright Molina stuff. I mean, there's, it, there were so many moments through the course of the year. Did you ever kind of just stop and look back at what you were a part of? Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely, you know, unfortunately um, for me, a lot of the injuries kind of overshadowed some of the, you know, cool moments. But I definitely look back and, you know, um, just to be, to be able to play with those guys and throw to Yachty and see Albert hit 700, you know, that was pretty special. And so, unfortunately, you know, the injury, injuries for me and just the frustration of the season kind of overshadowed everything a little bit um, just because I want to help this team, you know, any way I can. And I really wasn't able to do that much last year. So, But I, I really do, uh, you know, look back and, you know, in amazement with, with what went on last year. You're going to be throwing to a new catcher this year in, in Wilson Contreras. Have you guys been able to speak much uh, as, as you get ready to form that partnership? No, I haven't, haven't spoke to him much yet. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I've heard great things. I heard, uh, you know, his passion for the game. Obviously, you don't even need to hear about that. You can just see the way he plays. And so uh, I'm excited to get working with him. What was it like pitching to a Wilson Contreras? Pitching? Oh, pitching against him? Well, you knew at any point in time he could he could clip you. You know, he, he's got power. Um, he doesn't give up at bats. And so, uh, yeah, he's, he's a tough out. When you've got a situation of working with a new catcher, and obviously you've done this, whether it's moving teams or anything else, how important is maybe that first part of spring training to cultivating that relationship? Yeah, it's important. Um, you know, you can kind of see how, how he goes about his business, and he, he's going to be, you know, learning me and how I like to approach hitters. And, you know, he's, he's got a lot on his plate as he, as he comes into a new team. And But thankfully, he's, he's faced a lot of us now. So, you know, I'm sure he'll have a little bit of a jump start. From a starting rotation standpoint, how do you feel like this rotation stands up against some of the other rotations with other top teams in the National League? 
I think we have a great rotation. I mean, you look up and down, and I mean, you just look at what Wayno and Miles did last year. You know, they're they're the the leaders of this rotation, and, and we're all going to kind of fall into place and, and try to, you know, improve on what everybody did last year. So what does it look like for you now? You'll go through this weekend. We're still about a month from pitchers and catchers reporting. What does that month look like for you? I'm going to head down to Florida here uh, next week uh, just to give myself a little bit of a longer runway in the warm weather. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to start throwing bullpens and, and just kind of really ease into it. Um, typically, I like to come into spring training, guns a blazing, but I'm just really trying to be smart this year. I'm trying to learn from last year on how it went. And, uh, you know, I'm feeling really good right now, but I'm looking forward to get to Florida and easing into it a little bit more. I know everybody's very familiar and comfortable with Dusty, but he moves into that that top spot now. Are you excited about that and working with him even that much more? Yeah, I've already learned some things from Dusty just as far as the preparation, getting into spring training goes and the way he mapped it out. And so I'm looking forward to really see what, uh, you know, what he sees in me as a pitcher and some adjustments we can make. Thank you so much for taking this time. You got it. That was Stephen Matz, uh, my chance to uh, speak with him earlier today before we got on the air at uh, 10 o'clock. And we've been doing this for a while now. We've been on since uh, 10 o'clock. If you have missed any of the interviews, Cardinals Conversations podcast feed available for you, kmox.com, and also on the Odyssey app. A few other things coming out of this, the Post-Dispatch and STL Today has done a great job of kind of tracking some of the news that has come out of maybe the main uh, media area. There's uh, uh, everybody that we're talking to and others will go through a, uh, a press room interview at some point during the course of uh, these few days. And uh, one thing that uh, John Mosellock was asked about, he is going into the uh, final year of his current contract. You know, uh, We had Mike Claiborne on last hour, and Claib's alluded to the fact that he wouldn't be shocked if, you know, as long as Mosellock's been doing this, if, say, the Cardinals win, were to win a World Series this year, if Mo were to walk away, that would not shock. Not saying that's going to happen, uh, but uh, Mosellock, when asked about it, said first and foremost, he doesn't want to be a distraction in 2023 and saying that he and uh, Bill DeWitt Jr. have discussed his future uh, with the team, but no determination has uh, been made at uh, this point in time. Uh, Mosellock also uh, did kind of openly admit the fact that uh, there were some things in the offseason that uh, they were not able to uh, accomplish. That included finding a veteran left-handed bat to add uh, to the lineup, and uh, they uh, were not able to uh, get that done. And, you know, again, say that Klaibs and I talked about uh, last hour. They're in a spot now, though, that they can they can wait on some things because they did not use some of their capital, whether it's a fi- from a financial standpoint or whether it's from a prospect standpoint, in trades to be made. Uh, they did not use some of what they had available this offseason, and the question is, will that turn into something uh, in the course of the um, in, in the regular season, making some sort of move in a trade with another team? Uh, Mosellock also said that he was uh, curious on what it's going to look like in terms of creative defensive alignments because you know what's what we don't know right now with the no shift thing is what what how it's going to be enforced because the rule pretty much reads that you have to have two infielders to the first base side of second and two infielders to the third base side of second but there's nothing stopping a team from what we understand maybe there's nothing technically stopping a team from bringing in an outfielder and essentially 
placing that outfielder, say, in super, super shallow right field. Uh, so it almost looks the same as it did before, except with an extra infielder and essentially going to a two-man outfield. Now, it's more risky because if, if a hitter gets it over the heads of the infield and gets it into a spot that normally would be an out or would normally be just a base hit, all of a sudden that runner, uh, that hitter might be running for a while. So that's going to be one of the more interesting things because every team in baseball works really hard to find any advantage that you can find, and watching teams try to find the advantages that go along with the shift is something that's going to be probably a uh, pretty compelling thing. Also, uh, we had Tyler Neal on here, but uh, he didn't mention it. He mentioned when uh, meeting with the media just a little while ago, he is going to join Team Canada for the World Baseball Classic, so he is set to uh, participate in uh, that event, and a number of Cardinals uh, are going to be participating in the World Baseball Classic for uh, various countries. So Tyler O'Neill is going to be uh, participating in the World Baseball Classic this year for Team Canada. We are going to take one more break, and when we return, we'll uh, wrap things up and we'll get you all set for uh, St. Louis University basketball. The Billikens are in action today. They are on the road in our nation's capital as they are set to uh, take on George Washington. Bob Ramsey and Earl Austin Jr. They've got the call of the game, and our coverage is going to start in about 15 minutes or so. So uh, one more break. We'll come back, and we'll wrap up this special winter warm-up edition of Sports Open Line. We'll do that next right here on KMOX. Back for a final time today. Certainly not back for a final time this weekend uh, here on KMOX. Your home of a Cardinal. Restaurant and bar as uh, we are going to be we got a lot of hours left of programming here at the Winter Warm-Up. This is really cool. I, I just, from a very personal standpoint, uh, this because it's my first time that I've been able to work a Winter Warm-Up, uh, returning to St. Louis after a fair amount of time away. You know, I, I was working in Milwaukee previously where they did an event kind of like this, but it was only it was only one day and it wasn't as cool. Uh, this is. This is really neat, the fact that it's three days long, that the players are so involved. The players, they deserve a lot of credit because as great as this is for fans, the the other part of this that makes this an incredibly important weekend is this is the single biggest fundraiser each year for Cardinals Care. And uh, I had Michael Hall on Sports Open Line earlier this week. We had him on the Countdown to Opening Day show uh, a couple, two, three weeks ago. And he's the executive director of Cardinals Care. They do so many things from the things that they do directly. They're involved in so many efforts. But then they take a lot of their money and they are supporting other charitable organizations and other charitable endeavors uh and this what's going on here is so important to that i just to you know for people who buy the autograph tickets like that's where that money is going and these players uh there is somewhat of an expectation from the cardinals that players participate but i can tell you that the players are all in on this this is something that they want to be a part of it's something that they realize who uh, I've talked to so many guys today. Who was it earlier that said uh, it was important that the player? It was I think it was Andrew Kisner said this. Said that it's really important for the players to be able to interact with fans. That 
you don't really get that chance in a lot of other spots, especially once the regular season gets going. Uh, they're a little bit more off limits. There's a lot more to do. There's a lot on the schedule. It's just it is it is very challenging to be able to have kind of legitimate one-on-one time and things like that. And, I mean, that's it's challenging to get that here, too. There's a lot of people here, and there's a lot being asked of uh, the various players who are here. But this is set for such a good cause. The players are all in on what's going on with Cardinals Care. Most of the players uh, are, are, are contributing to Cardinals Care in one form or another anyways, and then they participate in this. And then just to see how much they enjoy it, I can't tell you, uh, guys come up and they would sit here and they would look back. There's a monitor behind me, and the monitor is one that's got multiple screens so you can see what's going on in the press room or what's going on in the main stage, and that's the that's the main feed. But then they've got other cameras uh, showing autograph sessions or other events uh, that happen to be going on, and players just sit down and look up and kind of say, wow, this is, this is something special. So it's really cool to be here. It's continuing on for uh, the next two days, tomorrow morning, uh, sports on a Sunday morning morning and then sports is going to continue into the afternoon as well so it will start with uh tom ackerman and uh, joe pot i think joe's going to be sticking around beyond uh, even sports on a sunday morning to do some things and uh, they've got a great list of uh, individuals who are going to be uh on tomorrow that includes nolan arenado paul goldschmidt adam wainwright uh they are all going to be here coming up tomorrow and then uh the show is going to be uh, out here coming up on monday yep Good to be able to do this on a holiday weekend where you're able to spend uh, three full days out here uh, doing what, they, uh, what they're doing. So, yeah, just fun. Just a lot of fun. Uh, if you haven't come out, if you weren't sure if you wanted to do it, maybe even, you know, this is the first time that they've done it in the dual site between uh, Bush Stadium and Ballpark Village. Uh, if you weren't sure how that was going to work out, I can tell you, it's nobody is complaining. Everybody seems happy. Part of what they've got going on is you can do the uh, the clubhouse tour, which this is pretty much the only opportunity you have to be able to go into the Cardinals clubhouse. So if you've ever wanted to go in there, if that's something that uh, you would get a kick out of, you come out here and you do that. And, uh, yeah, it's something that uh, I – They've shown video occasionally of just I've looked up and I've seen the people making their way into uh, the actual Cardinals clubhouse. And I can just tell the, the excitement from everybody that they get to do that. That's an area that more often than not is completely off limits to people. So this is the chance and then being able to experience uh, the museum and the Hall of Fame and everything, just having this in one central location. Some of those things were available previously when it was at the hotel, but you would go to the hotel and then you would make your way to the ballpark and maybe you'd go back to the hotel and now you're able to do it uh, all in one spot. So just to kind of clean up some things before we get out of here, uh, winter warm-up does continue for the next two days. We'll be out here broadcasting live inside of uh, Cardinals Nation Restaurant and Bar and uh, we'll be out here the next two days and would love for you to uh, come on up and uh, say hello. A uh, Various people from uh, KMWX are going to be out here for uh, these next two days. So that's the first thing. Uh, Cardinals.com slash WWU. You can see everything going on. I believe the one-day ticket is like $25, but then you can get a ticket that will take you through the rest. So if you're going to come both days, you've got an opportunity to uh, to get that ticket uh, for the rest of the event. Also, I know there's uh, we've been pushing this out on social media, and I know a lot of people are listening to this show right now who are not in St. Louis. Well, 
you might be in an area where a, uh, a caravan is going to be coming your way. That's part of the winter warm-up weekend where the Cardinals' caravans uh, get sent out as well. And they, uh, some of them went out yesterday and are getting back today. And then there's other ones that are going to be uh, leaving tomorrow and are going to return coming up on Sunday. So for those of you who are in uh, Mattoon, Illinois, Springfield, Illinois, Decatur, Illinois, Centralia, Illinois, Marion, Illinois, Evansville, Indiana, Paducah, Kentucky, or Cape Girardeau, Missouri, or anywhere near those locations, uh, your Cardinals caravans are going to arrive either on Sunday, tomorrow, or on Monday. And you can get all the details at cardinals.com slash caravan to uh, to see where they're at. I'm on the caravan that's going to be uh, in Marion, Illinois, Evansville, Indiana, Paducah, Kentucky, Kentucky, and then we'll wrap things up on Monday night uh, down in uh, Cape Girardeau, and it's my first opportunity to do one of these uh, caravans, and I'm very, very excited for that. So uh, if any of you happen to be listening in those locations, hopefully you'll make it out to uh, the caravan stop, and uh, we'll be able to uh, meet in person, and that would be uh, certainly a good thing. Again, St. Louis University, Billkins basketball, it is coming your way right here on KMOX. It's a big one today uh, for SLU. They've, uh, they're on a little bit of a run here. Their last two games have played pretty well. Last Saturday, they got a home game and a win against St. Bonaventure. Won that game in a one-sided fashion, 78-55. And then on Wednesday night, got a good home win against George Mason, 63-62. to um, and, uh, yeah, so uh, today they are going to match up against George Washington, the first of uh, two straight games uh, on the road for SLU. A 3 o'clock tip-off today. That means our coverage with Bob Ramsey and Earl Austin Jr. is going to begin in just a few uh, few moments. Do you want to thank you for being tuned in? Thanks to uh, the Cardinals for uh, getting all of us that, uh, that they got us today. This run of guests, was uh, this was a lot of fun. We're going to do this out here for the next two days so make sure to be tuned in for that it is slew basketball they match up against george washington our coverage next here on kmox t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning right now families and small businesses can save up to 20 percent versus at&t and verizon when they switch visit your local t-mobile store today Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.